0: You are listening to iqaad.com. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستبشره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له. ونشهدوا اللّه إلّا الله وحده لا شريك له. ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله. أما بعد فعوذ باللّه من الشيطان الرجيم بسم اللّه الرحمن الرحيم. وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا. صدق اللّه العظيم. سبحانك لا إيملا لنا إلا معلمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم. رب لي صدري لي امري من respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home once during the khilafat of sayyidina umar ibn khattab Radiallahu ta'ala and a man was seen talking to a lady in a very discreet manner in the streets of Madinatul Munawwara. Once during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al Khattab, a man was seen talking to a lady in a very discreet manner in the streets of Madinatul Munawwara. It was the usual habit for Sayyidina Umar ibn al an His nightly patrols Doing jawla in the night, making sure That all the people of Madinatul Munawwara Are sleeping with peace and security And he was the last one to go to sleep And wake up early at the time for tahajjud So during his nightly patrols he was a man who would not miss out any incident. He saw clearly that there was a man talking with a lady in the streets of Medina Tul late in the night. Now ulama have mentioned some of the characteristics of the companions of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Each individual had his own habit. Hazrat Umar an was very unique. And permission was given to him. He commanded that authority. Allah gave him that roab. Whenever he would walk, it is said that he would either have a whip in his hands, or at times he would even have an asa, a staff, a stick, which is also the sunnah of Amr ibn wasallam. In fact, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah speaks of this sunnah in the Quran very clearly وَمَا tilka بِيَمِينِكَ yaminika ya musa O Musa what is in your right hand qala hiya asaya and he said this is my asah my staff Musa alayhi salatu had a had an a all the time this is the sunnah of anbiya this time sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an was holding a stick now one must not forget also that every Sahabi owned a sword. What is it? Every Sahabi owned a sword. So, to keep a sword in your house, it is also the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Sallam. alayhi wasallam. I've got a sword, alhamdulillah, and it's under my pillow. And that's how you keep your wife in control. That's a, that's a joke. That's a joke. Alhamdulillah, I was given the good op- opportunity to buy a sword from Makkatul al And this sword was bought from there. And I recall clearly during the dars of Muftisab, mm-hmm. teaching us Tirmizi Sharif, a great muhaddis of his time. And he said, unfortunately today the Sikhs have adopted their natural roots and tradition. And they have fought the law and today... They have the right to carry whatever they want Even if you're a policeman And if you're a Sikh person You can wear your turban Mm -hmm. Isn't that the case? So they fought and eventually When you fight for something Inshallah in sincerity Allah blesses you with that Now to own a sword does not mean That you're a terrorist Women have knives in their kitchen Hmm? And you have a lot of utensils A lot of things in your house If you go to some parts of the world to to carry a gun, it is perfectly normal and part of that society. So to to have a sword does not make you a terrorist. Islam means to be a peaceful citizen. To invite people of the good character that is in you. And this is da'wah in itself. So this is the, the khulk of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi On the subject of what the companions would carry So some of them would have asa But every single sahabi owned a sword Sahabai kiram When they went out even for salah Many a times in the ahadith It comes that they would put the sword on the side And they would perform salah Alhamdulillah There is nothing wrong with that And this was also part of the Arab tradition at that time. So Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab was carrying a stick at that time, holding on to it. Now we saw this man talking to this lady. Immediately he got to that individual, without saying a word, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, very lightly striked at him with the stick. So you see, mar. This man took offense to that. Ulama have mentioned... Hazrat Umar did not recognize him, nor did he recognize Hazrat Umar. <laughs> Hazrat Umar did his duty, took the stick and slowly whipped him. And so he took offense and he said, Why do you hit me? And Hazrat Umar said to him, Why do you talk to a woman in a discreet manner in the streets of Madinatul Munawara late in the night? So he said, So what if I talk to her? She's my wife. So what if I talk to her? She's my wife. Hazrat Umar responded by saying, I don't care if she's your wife. And I hit you a slight scourge to your body, anticipating that she's only your wife. For if it was a stranger, a strange lady to you, your gair mahram, believe me, I would have punished you in the most severe manner. I was hoping that she is your wife. And that is why I just tapped you with the stick. Don't tell me that she is your wife. Allahu Akbar. Very soon he realized that this is Sayyidina Umar ibn al khattab radiallahu ta'ala and that he is talking. So what if if she is your wife? Don't tell me that. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala went on to explain to him. And said, my brother in Islam, as Muslims we have to follow the sunnah of Rasul <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We must never be complacent. Don't even give people the opportunity to see you in this manner. So that they spread false rumors about you. Now nobody knows you here. Mm-hmm. This lady is in hijab. Nobody knows. Late in the night you are whispering to her, getting close to her. There were no lights at that time. There was no electricity. Huh? Madinatul Munawwarah was a very different city. Mm-hmm. And so for you to talk in this manner late in the night, you are giving people the opportunity to point fingers at you. Mm-hmm. So why give them that opportunity? Islam teaches you Save yourselves from places in which you might even be blamed For something that is nothing to do with you That has got nothing to do with you And this is the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I am giving you advice Why do you speak to her in this manner? And so this individual said Amirul The truth is I am a musafir, a traveler I have just arrived to the blessed city of Madinatul Munawwarah now and I was speaking with my wife doing mashwira where we will spend the night and these were my words to her and you noticed me speaking to her in this manner I was whispering, I did not want to disturb people Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, and what a great leader he was Amir al gave the asa back to him and said to him, forgive me I did not know that You were not the citizen of Madinatul Munawwara Because the people of Madinatul Munawwara Are accustomed to this lifestyle And they understand The level of haya that we have here You have all the right to hit me yeah. Take this stick and hit yeah. me Take your revenge Hazrat-e <laughs> Umar ta'ala Gave him the stick This man got hold of the stick and he says, Amirul muminin I forgive you. Hazrat Umar said, no, you have to strike at me. He said, I forgive you. And this continued for uh, for, uh, for three times. Three times Hazrat Umar said, you have to hit me. And he said, no, I cannot strike at you, Amirul muminin Subhanallah, muhaddisin have mentioned that in our times today, perhaps we can't even comprehend this situation that has occurred. A lot of us might feel, well, this man... Was in his right to even talk to this lady. After all, it's the, the legal uh, spouse, partner, wife. Why should anyone interfere with that? Muhaddisiin have said that what we fail to understand is the very high level of hayah in the city of medina tul The very high level of hayah. And the truth is that today because we live in an immoral, immodest society, People have become shameless. So shameless today that whenever Muslim women see other women wearing jeans, they want to wear jeans also. And they want to expose their body parts. And after a certain period of time, it becomes routine. It becomes a, a norm for that community. So because we live in that environment, you go to the London underground, it's like people are living in their bedrooms. Well, everything is happening there. Go to the park and you will see you know, how uh, debauched people are, shameless people. And they do everything openly in the society. And so, because we are living in that environment, it becomes very, very difficult for us to understand the action that was taken by Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab. Ta'ala. Islam professes Hayat. Islam promotes hayah. And Haya of a very high level. Very high level. Subhanallah And that is why Rasul sallallahu said, When a person becomes bi-haya, When he becomes a shameless person, he has no Haya in him, then he is prepared to do anything. He is prepared to break all the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? He has no Haya in him. There is nothing to stop him because he does not fear, there is no haya, he is not bothered about the society, he is not bothered about the people around him, he will want to do whatever he desires. So it was the level of haya in Madinatul Munawwara at its highest, at its highest level, at its peak. This continued from Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until the period of Khulafa'i Rashidin. If you recall, a similar incident occurred in the time of Nabiya Kareem, <laughs> sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out from the masjid and he was speaking to Hazrat Safiya, radhiyallahu and two of the companions were passing in front of Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. As Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam was speaking, he pointed out to the two companions, "Wait, wait," and they waited. He finished his conversation with the wife, Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha. Ulama have mentioned she was fully covered. Nobody could recognize her. She was wearing a hijab. And so Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam stopped the two companions and said to them that, look, this lady who I am talking to is not a stranger to me. She is my wife Safiya. And the two sahaba, the companions, started to cry immediately. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, would we ever doubt you? Would we doubt you that you need to clarify to us? We believe in Allah and His Rasul. Whatever you do, our eyes can be wrong, but you can never be wrong. Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La al-shaytanu Yajri Dami. The shaytan whispers in you and he flows in you like how blood flows in your veins. He has the power to enter in you, wasawis, wasawis, subhanallah. And this is what happens. He wants to build a scenario, a false scenario, this is what happens. That is what you call rumors. You do something, you are talking to someone, somebody will say something, pass on the information, that person will add some salt and pepper, and then he will pass the information to that person he will put some more spice the third person will put more indian curry more <laughs> spice more spice until it is blown out of proportion by the time it gets to the fifth person it is nothing nothing at all of from what it started it, it becomes a rumor it becomes tohmut you are accusing a person and that is why rasul <laughs> sallallahu alaihi wasallam has clearly mentioned that be very very careful when you speak be very careful this tongue is a powerful tool of allah subhanahu wa taala ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in ja'akum fasiqun binaba'in fatabayyanu if someone gives you an information that this has occurred fatabayyanu baytahqiqlo verify and to see a people with ignorance fatusbihu ala ma fa'altum You've heard from here we've heard from there and then you speak and give information, pass this information, you are culpable. You are wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can question you. Mm-hmm. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was saying to the companions if you doubt anybody else, possibly that can be passed through and understood and nothing might affect you. But doubting even to a degree. Of the greatness of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take away your iman. Snatch away iman from you. And in protecting the iman of the companions he said. As shaytanu yajri ka dami. Look this is my wife. And so the same sunnah was applied and adopted by the companions. Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Bakr Siddiq. Farooq Today unfortunately what happens Slight pressure from the British government And we will find individuals uh, Talking about hijab And the covering of the face and veiling it As if it is some kind of an innovation As if it has got nothing to do with Islam As if it is all about culture وَلَا Yes, we don't want to go into the masail. If you want to know the masail, what is the masla of a woman wearing a scarf or a woman covering her face, go to the ulama, go to the mufti and clarify the masla to him that this is the city I live in. This is my environment. How should my wife dress up? The masail differ. Every every 48 miles the masail can differ. So ask your mufti what he says to you. Never mind the masala But to take the veiling Or the covering of the face To be some kind of innovation Or something that has got nothing to do with Islam kuwa illa Remember it was highly recommended By Rasul ﷺ in his time So fine If women who are not covering their face Veiling their face That is a separate issue But we must not come forward and become muftis and scholars and mujtahids and give our own opinion and be apologetic. Be apologetic, what for? Leave the masail and the rules of Islam in its own category, in its own place. We have to show the strength of Islam. We, alhamdulillah, we have to respect the law of this country, but the law must also respect Islam. 2 billion Muslims and when you live in a democratic society that is democracy that a person can dress up how he wants how he wants whatever he wants to do subhanallah so why should we give our fatwa and why should we speak of something that is not right that is the problem today slight pressure and we want to compromise we want to compromise we want to compromise we, to compromise. we need not to compromise A lot of the women today uh, who have been wearing hijab, I've heard many a times, all of a sudden, they say, oh, life has become very, very difficult. And as if they are ashamed of the rule of Islam. What's this mask that a woman wears? It's not a mask. Subhanallah. It is a symbol of respect. Symbol of respect. Look at the Christian nuns. Perhaps the only difference is that they don't cover their face. They don't cover their face. A few weeks ago we had the we had an opportunity to go and visit one of the Leicester prisons here and we were escorted by some of the Christian chaplains and there was a Christian nun there. Christian nun. And believe me, the Muslim community that was there, I said to them, Look at this lady. What is the difference between this lady and a Muslim lady who wants to wear a jilbab what is the difference again this lady has covered all her her body parts from the top to the bottom uh, dressed in such a manner that all her body parts are covered the only difference was that she did not wail her face so these are the rules of sharia we need to understand the concept of hijab of masail subhanallah Just to put in front of you the very high level of haya during the time of Hazrat Inabaee Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there was a muazzin by the name Abdullah ibn Umm Maktum radhiyallahu taalaan. He was the muazzin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He was the blind Sahabi. He was the blind Sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Many a times he would come and visit Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa he was allowed he would come and go once Hz Nabi <inaudible> Karim sallallahu alayhi wa was sitting with Hazrat Maymuna <inaudible> and Hazrat Umm Salama radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma and all of a sudden Hazrat Abdullah ibn <inaudible> Umm Maktum came this hadith is narrated by Abu Dawood. and when Abdullah ibn Maktum came the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa did not do. Parda. They left the, the face open Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Looked at Abdullah ibn Maktoum And looked at Hadrati Maimuna And Hadrati Umm Salama And he said to, to both of them Ihtajiba minhu Are you not going to do Parda From a ghair mahram who is here And so the wife said Ya Rasulullah, Alaysa huwa a'ma is he not blind, the blind sahabi Abdullah ibn Maktum? He can't see us. So why should we do? farda alayhi sahuwa? ahma, is the blind sahabi. Subhanallah, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Are both of you blind also? Are both of you blind also? And this was educating azwaj Mutaharat, mutahharat the wives of Rasulullah, who were so chaste and pure, so pure and decent. Allah praises them in his kalam. And so he's saying, he is blind, but are both of you blind also? So what if he is blind? You do hijab, you do hijab in front of that man who is a ghair mahram to you. So make hijab. And here we find that both of the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa making hijab why to maintain that very high level of haya modesty remember my respected brothers 95 percent of all the divorce cases brought to the ulama is due to the fact that there is not the right discipline the right concept of hijab that is taking place in the the muslim homes and therefore we find that the marriages don't last. We want to adopt the modern society. And what happens? Today this man, this boy, young boy, he has performed nikah. And the next minute he comes crying and he says, oh, gee, my marriage did not last. Sahib, you performed nikah. What happened? What happened? And the same stories that you will hear. We never seem to learn. We never seem to learn. The beauty of Islam is, Islam recognizes the weakness of human beings and therefore wishes to provide for them some hope and security. At the first degree, to protect them, not to say to them, never mind, delve into that situation, make yourself as a challenger, And then see how you can save yourself. That is not the method of Islam. Islam recognizes the weakness of an individual. And Islam wants to protect that individual from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Don't even get close to that person. Stay away from him. Subhanallah. Islam doesn't say, oh stay with him but whatever bad things he does, don't do that. No, no. Stay away from him. This is the method of Islam. An example. One hadith recorded by... Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alay al-Jami' al-Sahih and Imam Muslim rahmatullah alay very quickly respected brothers Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was saying to the companions iyakum ad-dukhul 'ala look save yourselves from intermingling with women this is the biggest fitnah and so there was one sahabi he said ya rasool Allah al-hamwa ara'ayta al-hamwa listen to this Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam is question ya rasulullah what is your opinion of hamwa what is hamwa in the arabic language hamwa is brother in laws or it can even mean the brothers of the husband hamari zaban me, if the husband has got an older brother he is a jet, and if he's got younger brothers they are known as der ders der and der is difficult so Jayat and Dair, and we have all these different names for them. But this unique word in the Arabic language, Alham. What is your opinion? That today we find four brothers, five brothers, six brothers, they, they are not even, subhanallah, in that level of understanding the Sharia. Very free-minded people, open-minded people, all share one sitting room sit together, the young brother is married, she dresses up in a very seductive manner, the, the older brother looks at the younger bhabhi, that brother is looking at that bhabhi, this bhabhi, all watching a nice Bollywood movie and everything is happening and the bigger older brother is messing with the little bhabhi, at times even touching her, messing around, everything is happening <laughs> but there is no doubt. Allah's Nabi has got so angry with these individuals when a husband becomes insensitive to the character of the wife that Allah's Nabi, being Rahmatul Lil Alameen, has called these kind of people the use. That these people are the use people. Where a stranger speaks to your wife and nothing happens to you. Can you imagine? Nothing happens to you. What kind of a man are you? Do you love her or do you hate her? So, normally what happens, we have adopted this Hindu culture, whereby a bhabhi is considered to be a ma. How can your bhabhi be your ma? And therefore, the, the brothers will come very close to the babi. The bhabhi at times will touch and bring everybody close. And you know what is happening in India today, in their culture. Temptation. Nobody should blow their own trumpet and say no no, everybody wants to acquit themselves from blame. And this is what happens, incest, internal marriage that are breaking. At times, women can't even open their mouths because someone from the family member has tried to seduce them. And that person is so closely related that this woman is even shy to open her mouth in front of her own husband. And in fact, if she says anything to the husband, the husband won't believe her, and vice versa, the husband wants to mess around with somebody else who is closely related وَلَا وَلَا This is modernism, a hedonistic life, Besharam. bas where people and then when you have partition, oh you say we don 't want to go to his to that person's house everything's too strict. you see men have to sit in that room, women have to sit in this room and What's all that? Enjoy life. And even today, during Eid festivals, what happens? The, the Barbies will come, and all the kakas and the uncles will be there, and this lady will kiss the hands. This culture is there. The lady will kiss the hands of all the males that are there. A lot of these things happen today. And the, the, in fact, the father-in-law will say, oh, boy, what are you trying to be very pious? He's, he's like brother, he is like your brother. He is like your brother. He is not your brother. He is not your brother. What do you mean he is like your brother? In fact, Sharia is so strict that at times if you don't trust your own father-in-law, if you don't trust your own father-in-law, it is not correct for the husband to leave the wife in the same house if this man is is not god fearing and he has got no taqwa and he is a shameless person even though at times that person is a mahram and then sharia says no 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 allah has given you the intelligence this man's akhlaq and character is evil subhanallah so rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you ask me about the the brothers of your husband alham and you ask me is there parda listen to the decision of rasul sallallahu alaihi he said alhamu al maut alhamu al maut the in-laws for the of the wife as in the brother the husband's brothers those that are ger mahram to the to the woman besides the father-in-law these people are all death for the lady now muhaddithin go to explain this hadith that when one from the couple passes away the nikah breaks barabar Husband and wife may say kisika ho what happens? The nikah breaks. That's why she is free to marry someone, the husband is free to marry somebody else. So the nikah breaks. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, these people are like death for you. Eventually they will break your marriage. How? Because at times being members of the family, being members of the family, they make inroads whereby nobody would doubt them you will doubt a stranger but you will not doubt your own brother you will not doubt, doubt your own cousin you will not doubt your own uncle you will not doubt someone who is living with you and who is related to you but he, he shares the same plate he he lives in the same house you will not doubt now it, it's not about doubting it is not about creating your temperament that you are doubting the woman or the, the woman is doubting the husband it is about discipline it is about rules and regulations. At times these sunnats of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi wa can help an individual from a situation that is unpatchable. That is totally unpatchable at times. So much difficulty, And this is what is happening today, my respected ones. The husband is working. Where is the wife? Oh, she's gone to... What do you call that? For? Gym. She's gone to the gym. She's gone to where? To the gym. Oh, Okay. Now she's gone to the gym. Mixed gym? Uh, Well, only a few men come, but they are on the side. Only a few men come, but they are on the side. side. And so this is is a problem with our society. Look, my respected brothers, I am not saying go home and take your swords out. Ah, (laughs) Wait, save me. The least you can do i am just putting in front of you the words of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam at least we can make a start by uh, enforcing haya enforcing haya that a woman must have haya she must not casually speak to everybody she must not speak to everybody she is not allowed to speak to everybody who she wills under necessary circumstances zarurat ho aadmi bahut even when we have family members coming and if you know that someone is the Gair maharam, the woman should not come there. Likewise, the, the men folks must also ad, adopt Haya. This is not just for the women that Parda is for women and no Parda for the men. MashaAllah, women come and here we find people doing Gappe with women. Why Parda is for women, not for men. No, no, no. That is not the case. Ha, your dress code is different But as far as your khulk, your akhlaq is concerned We have to be very very careful And and for our youngsters and family members who live together Sometimes this is a great problem A very difficult situation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq My respected Mm -hmm. brothers When we look at the lives of Sahaba kiram, ajma'een They never ever criticized any huqam of Islam they recognize that if there is any weakness, that weakness is from us. But what Allah has commanded. Allah is haq, Allah is adl, Allah is Latif, Allah is Khabir, Allah is Khalik, He has created us and He knows what is good for Insan. He knows what is good for Insan. Today we know, my respected brothers, what is happening. SubhanAllah at least Muslims are protected to a certain degree because of the barakat of sharia. What happens to those who have no understanding of haya, no understanding of hijab? So this is just a propaganda my respected brothers. And this is what the shaitan wants. The shaitan wishes to break away and to take away the system of hijab from Islam and to make people immoral and immodest. This was the level of haya in the time of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an That a husband is speaking to the wife And Hazrat Umar came to advise him A very high level of haya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. We are all weak my respected brothers But inshallah ta'ala by hearing the sunan of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Mothers and sisters at home also And if we apply these to 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 our lifestyle and how we live inshallah it is nothing but khair for us wa akhiru da'wana anil rabbil alamin Allahumma salli ala sayidina wa nabiyyina wa mawlana muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim minna wa tub Inna innaka antat tawwabur rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk sami'na wa ata'na ghufranak rabbana wa ilaykal maseer birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin